afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome to the internet's most sophisticated wrestling podcast, discussing the weekly aspects of it all, right here on The Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. Totally looks like Vanilla Ice. Oh, <laughs> I like it. So, um, ice, ice, soul patch and everything. Welcome everybody to the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast for talking about the greatest topics. And um, today we want to talk about a wonderful pay per view. <laughs> Are we supposed How's to get that doing? close to our mic? I, it uh, it helps sometimes. Uh, Is this like uh, the shorty uh, balls? Uh, 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 <laughs> Delicious dish. Um, no, so uh, before before <laughs> oh, we get uh, before we get on track here, I have on track. I have I've relocated. I'm going off track before we get on track. I've relocated my desk, and um, about thirty minutes ago, I hadn't relocated my desk. And I was sitting there watching um, GCW with Christopher, and he was like, you know, you should just do it right now while you have the time. And I'm yeah. like, somehow he convinced me that that was a good idea. So <laughs> I, was, I, said. I was wearing a Randy Orton shirt. Now, it's not important that I was wearing a Randy Orton shirt. It's just like, well, it's the first wrestling shirt I grabbed. I'm good. I'm good to go. You know why I'm wearing a bald monkey shirt right now? Because self-promotion. Nowhere. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I pulled it out. It came out of nowhere and then I I put it on. But no, so it's not self-promotion. I mean, but hey, merch, Bald Monkeys merch. Merchandise. 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 I got a blue shirt on it. But but that being said. Merchandise. The reason I I had to put this shirt on is because I was sweating so badly. (laughs) (laughs) That I had to emergency go downstairs and like try to get myself to stop sweating so I wasn't just pouring sweat (laughs) on this podcast. That would have been awesome. Aren't you in (laughs) your own house that's air conditioned? Uh, Yeah, but I've got one of those like, uh, you know, uh, every house looks the same neighborhoods where you have a two-story house and the AC on the second floor doesn't really work that well. And it's just Mm. a little bit too hot upstairs most of the time. And, And you're fat. Hey, 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 easy now. Easy now. Listen, all I got to say, Chris, is come wintertime, me and Chuck sitting in the house all comfortable, you, you're not going to be comfortable. To be honest, Jimmy, I, I still sweat in the winter. Uh, it kind of sucks. <laughs> um, I, I do too. I do too. I get it. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's absolutely so, terrible. Is vanilla ice really that cold in the winter? Well, I, why do I look like vanilla guys, ice? Where are these vanilla uh, ice? Like what? In this little square up here, you look like vanilla ice to me. Maybe many, if you're like an 85 I, year old woman with cataracts. Do I look so, like vanilla ice? No. Have you guys seen vanilla ice recently? 
Uh, no, I don't actively go out and look for vanilla ice. Oh, hold on, let me get... The, the chat apparently says, yes, I look oh, like vanilla ice, so... <laughs> yeah, so awesome. here you go. So I look like Love vanilla it. ice. So before we get into this pay-per-view, let's talk about two pay-per-views that uh, some of us watched this weekend. One, which I believe, I believe is going to be considered the best pay-per-view of the year by lots of hardcore wrestling fans. And that is Talking Shop of Mania. It was, <laughs> it was incredible. It was a car crash. A <laughs> purposeful car crash. Yeah. It was, it was their way of purposely making fun of everything they had to deal with over the last X amount of years with WWE. And it was brilliant. It was nonstop. Jimmy and I watched and we had to mute ourselves from time to time because we're of how hard we were laughing. So, I mean, well done. I can't wait for the next one. That's all I'm going to say. Bravo. Yeah, yeah. they said something about doing another one, and I think, uh, I think they're going to have a reason to do it because I, I think it was a hit. And there was lots of wrestlers that were watching it, and, I, and they were, they were uh, pushing it quite a bit. I mean, I think even Randy Wharton, uh, like, oh, man. He, he messaged about it. He was like, you know, I heard there's really – Dobb Ziggler and stuff. Somebody else was pushing it really hard. And deservingly so. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. Like, uh, just a spot that I'll bring up. Like, they have a, a Royal Rumble-type match. And they it have this wrestler. They have this – it was called the – it's like the Social Distance Royal or whatever. And they have this guy named Freight Train Jones moving the speed of slow, just walking out to the ring. He can barely get into the ring. And then – he proceeds to throw about half of the people out of the ring, but they all like look at him and then they're like, they're going to charge him. And he just like grabs them barely and just tosses him out and does this like six times in a row. It's wonderful. <laughs> it and was ridiculous. And that's just, and my favorite spot of the night, my favorite spot of the spot of the night, they had maybe the worst hardcore match of all time but it goes into a house and they bust into a room and there is Brian Myers playing with wrestling action figures with two kids on the floor. Oh my. Amazing. Just an absolute amazing, amazing spot. Because it, for those of you who don't know, he, him and Matt Cordona, they have, a, uh, they have a podcast about wrestling action figures. I mean, that's the whole thing. So... Yeah. It's, it's worth wonderful. the 50, 50 it's worth 15 bucks and you get $15. to own it forever forever yeah. the 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 other one that we watched was uh gcw and that was uh that was heck just finished right before we start yeah started yeah. this so yeah. so we were trying to crush that as uh as good as we could and it was uh <laughs> i don't know it, it was all right there was I, 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 some of those guys they're fun they're fun. Let's put it that put put it that way. They put on a really fun show. Uh, I think there was three matches that stand out to me. If you anybody goes back and watches the scramble, I thought was had some good spots in it. Um, I think Blake Christian and Trey Lamar. I think they were trying their damnedest to do something amazing, and it it, it was almost there. But I think Deppin and uh, James remind me of the first the who fought Deppin. But it was like, it was I, ACH. I ACH. No, ACH no. was against Janela. Oh, that's the, right. 
Deppin, uh, Deppin is referenced as the gatekeeper uh, in GCW. He tends to fight a lot of new guys. They, he does a lot of opening matches, and it was a great opener. I think that was probably the best match of the show. Yeah, it was. It was a solid. The- it was. It was a solid show all around. And, and hey, the one thing is, is like they're in Indianapolis, like they're in like a park, right? And there are a few fans spread out here and there and it's hard not to just be jealous like oh my gosh i want to go to a wrestling show so bad like want to see wrestling in front of my eyeballs yeah and 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 see see some of these crazy stunts that these people are doing and i know we're heck we're preaching to the choir i know everybody that listens to all these wrestling podcasts they want they want to do that but but that's Mm. not important what is important is well, actually, but I will go back and reference GCW because I believe GCW is kind of like the redo of the thing that we're talking about today, which is ECW. And in particular, we're talking about the pay-per-view ECW Heat Wave 1998. Um, so as per usual, give me one to three words on what you thought about ECW Heat Wave 1998. I will start with Steven. The Boss. Oh, man. Entertaining. <laughs> oh, man. Entertaining. Hey, it That's works. It. Cool. I like it. I like it. Chuckles. Absolute freaking carnage. Absolute freaking carnage. As we expect from ECW, I- I'm sure. Christopher. <laughs> I wish I skipped. Oh, wait, that's too many. <laughs> no, no. I, it's got to be something like that, though. It definitely it, ain't yeah. my style. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, it was just... It, it, Missed the mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with car crash, just because it, I, I think it fits it. It's, I, I think it was a car crash. Sure. Um, and the three words I would go for is like after the peak. And what I mean by that is like there are so many moments like and when it comes to ECW, like I know there are some iconic moments in ECW and there are iconic moments that happened afterwards. But like specifically, um, I would look at this pay-per-view as being for me personally after many of the iconic spots that I enjoy the most because I remember watching early early ECW when like Sabu first comes into the picture and like his first match you can find it on WWE Network too like his first match is against Taz and like they wheel him out with like a you know uh silence of the lambs types lambs. uh yeah. yeah and they that match is killer it's it's wonderful um but like you know the when, when we look at the uh the quality of the taping and the production and stuff like that it's oh it's got awful it's got awful but ecw definitely had something going for it and uh and well, I this think was a, this, this was the height right let's 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 set the stage a little bit for where we're at in in wrestling history. You know, we're at 1998. ECW is one of the hottest things going. Mm-hmm. There's a huge brawl going on between WWE, WCW, 
and ECW is interjecting themselves right in between it and basically calling them out on every chance they get. And Bischoff is basically sticking his middle finger up. I'm sorry, not Bischoff. Uh, Heyman is sticking his middle finger up to both Bischoff and Vince McMahon. So I, I think this moment in ECW history is probably one of their bigger memories and better memories because it goes down as one of the more popular pay-per-views that they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, and the crowd was amazing. Lit. Like, out of this world crowd. Here's the issue with ECW, right? When you have a wrestling program that is day in, day out, just off the rails, how do you actually deliver a halfway decent pay-per-view? compared to the bigger product see i don't think they had to they didn't have to and that and and like in talking with chris briefly about him enjoying it but (laughs) it just not it, it not being where he wanted it to be i was like no i'm like this is exactly what ecw was what ecw did and it fit perfectly and like yeah we're it, that was 1998 it's 2020 right now you might not remember all the stuff that led up to it but like we always talk about like interconnecting storylines yeah. it definitely had that leading up to it and going after it into uh, uh their november pay-per-view like it had all of that so it was it was typical ecw which was just crazy and it, and it fit. It fit. I, you for know, me. it's tough. Well, but what's tough for me is I remember being a kid at that time and I wasn't watching ECW. Yeah, I, was watching, I was watching, I was watching, I wasn't watching it late night. Really? I, the ECW came in. I watched ECW backwards. I watched it when it was over. I watched mm. it when it came in, it got folded in. And I went back and watched ECW and appreciated it at that point. So at this I think time, a lot of people did it that way too. Yeah. At this time, I'm watching the main two shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally doing what I'm doing today on Wednesday nights. I'm flipping back and forth depending on commercials or what I want to watch. What if I'm entertained or not? Yeah. So ECW wasn't even in the equation for me. So I think that's why going back and watching now, was it crazy? Yes. Was it fun? Sure. Could I feel myself getting into it though? Like getting into the storylines or, or being enthralled by what was going? I was just kind of like, it looks like a fun time. I'd be, I would be a blast if I was there. But watching it on TV uh, back now, I was just kind of like, meh. I think Heyman has always understood the audience though. In, in oh, particular, yeah. he's always understood, and you could see it too, like, you know, how many jokes do we always make about just like the wrestling fan base in general, you know, and we're, and we're definitely folded into that. You know, we have plenty of a wrestling fan look, but did you look at the crowd in that pay-per-view? That was a wrestling crowd. And I mean that for all the good and all the not quite so good uh, things about that crowd. Um, but as we go into this first match, it's like, and even like the, actually the first two matches, um, the one thing that I want everybody to really think about is how they use 
women in yeah. like attitude era, like pay-per-views and ECW just in general. I mean, I guess they, in general, just in the attitude era, they were using them a certain way. And even going into the ruthless aggression era in WWE, they used women, uh, you know, in a very particular way. Um, I, I'm not saying that uh, it's always a pretty thing. And, and I think nowadays some people would look back on it and maybe consider it barbaric, but you can't argue the fact that it worked. So here we go into our first, now the, now little disclaimer here, we all watch this through the WWE Network because that's the easiest way for us to watch it. There is a pre-show match that is not on the WWE Network. Which so, I was annoyed by going back and looking because I realized yeah. that. I was like, oh, we missed yeah. the match. Yeah, so. and and that and and that is was probably you know because I can't heck I can't remember this. I'm like you. I watch this stuff like back forever ago. So most of my watching of ECW has been like binging on it through the WWE Network or the random video or DVD I ran across when I was a kid. It, you know, I mean, heck. My parents are, well, I shouldn't say my parents, my mother in particular definitely didn't want me watching wrestling during a certain uh, time frame. And ECW, we're talking like, I mean, everybody who thinks The Rock is bad. I mean, The Rock was, and The Rock was crazy back in, in the Attitude Era. I mean, the stuff that he would say, I mean, all it would take was my mom hearing one of those things and be like, yeah, you're never, ever watching wrestling again. <laughs> Because the innuendo was like crazy. But ECW, they just took that to the extreme. You know? I mean, yeah. So Pun intended. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So here we are. The first match that we get to see is Just Incredible versus Jerry Lynn. And and Just Incredible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? What are we waiting for? You totally missed. Oh, my God. Uh, a certain, a certain someone walking out with the ECW champion. I mean, if oh, that yeah. wasn't like... I'm, oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, I, I talk about two spots, woo. and actually there's three. Yeah. Huh. So, anyway. the, yeah so, yeah, so that's our, that's our first opening. Our opening, we got Joey Styles sitting in the ring. And you know what? God bless Joey Styles. I miss Joey Styles. I really like, I really like Joey Styles a lot. Um, I think he is... He is one of my favorite announcers. Um, although, for as many as I hate, there's so many that I love too. It's interesting when I think about that. It really is. There's not many that get lost in the middle to me. You you either have it or you don't. And when you don't, I hate you. And when you have it, I love you. You know. Um, but so Joey Styles, and here comes Shane Douglas. And uh, I, you guys will have to remind me of her name. I cannot remember her name as she comes out. Francine. Yeah, Francine. So here comes Francine. Wearing and very little. Nothing. Wearing. Like see-through, yeah. like long nightgown. Ay, ay, ay. Man, if, if No Way Out had an opening, <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, Good No Way name. Out, it was just two, two women dressed a little scantily clad, a little, and yeah. uh, saying some, you know, things that have a little innuendo to them. Yeah, she wasn't wearing much. No. And again, this is how Paul Heyman understands his audience. 
this is how he understands like you look at the crowd there's not many women to be seen and now that has changed that has changed nowadays and with the with the like women's revolution and with you know the independent scene and women be, you know being so much better at wrestling than back because yes. back then it was like let's find a pretty face and we'll have her try to wrestle now it's mm-hmm. we have wrestlers yeah women exactly. wrestlers so women so there's a lot more women who who watch wrestling nowadays for sure than from back then because back then there there wasn't any you know real women's wrestling to watch there were some crazy moments especially in ecw um you know, Beulah, I, I mean, years before this, or not, maybe not years, but like earlier than this, has a crazy, crazy match. Yeah, um, intergender match. Um, and so they were still wrestling, but let's be honest, uh, most of the women in wrestling at this point are are there for the looks. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> it's gonna... Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're just going to keep going. <laughs> laugh, make, making me laugh at chat. Uh, but so, okay, so so here they come, and Shane Douglas is basically going to be uh, an announcer for the rest of the night. And yep. I think he does pretty darn good. He I think Shane – and I, and I love him throughout the, the course of the pay-per-view screaming at the refs. And, you know, again, it's like it's not very clean entertainment. I mean, some. I mean, there's plenty of cursing and there's plenty of crazy stuff going on. Um, I mean, it's back kind of the nature then, of the beast. Yeah, yeah back, back then there's cursing. and it's paper and it's pay per view and it's pay per view. That's something that pushes it along. And it's ECW, so they're pushing the edge. Yeah, there was there was more cursing in a five minute segment over either one of these pay per views over the weekend than there was in that entire show back then. <laughs> oh so. my goodness gracious, you ain't joking about that. And there was I, you know, uh, as much as they cursed in uh, GCW, holy goodness gracious, talk shop mania, a lot and, more. Uh, I mean, a lot more. So, I mean, can that- I quote? Can I quote something from Talk Shop Mania? Look at that huge dick. <laughs> Well, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> my virgin ears. Watch Takashop Mania. You like my Pizza Hut cup? Thank you. I appreciate nice. it. Nice. So first first match we've got, um, Lan- uh, sorry, not Landstorm, Just Incredible versus Jerry Lynn. Now, from an ECW standpoint, uh, who's more iconic? I mean, there's a, there's a handful of people that are very iconic of ECW. I would argue that Jerry Lynn is one of those people, specifically Definitely. because of the matches that he was having with, you know, guys like RVD and stuff like that. You know, those, those are some of the more iconic matches because those two, they mesh so well with each other. But just generally speaking, he's just a, an excellent wrestler. And he's coming into this match with a storyline going with just incredible. And this is kind of like the match that is going to end it all. Like mm-hmm. whoever wins, you know, the end of it, summer series. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and who's Jerry Lynn come out with? He comes out with nobody. He's by himself, but just incredible. He's got himself a full crew. Coming posse. Out here. He's got a posse he, with him. He's got Jason. Jason. That, that's his name. Jason. Who's <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Nicole Bass and yeah. uh, and uh, Chastity, which yep. Chastity, of course, you look at her, great name. Paul Heyman knows his audience again. Very uh, 
trashy, disheveled looking woman, obviously playing to the, you know. I wrote yeah. something down. I, I wrote something <laughs> down. I got to I got to Oh, I wrote, gosh, here we go. I, I, probably about notes. Nicole Best. Probably about Nicole Best. It, it is about Nicole Best. <laughs> um, so Joey Styles is is great, right? I, he he knows exactly how to throw a punch, basically, and he was taking like cheap shots left and right at WWE. Mm-hmm. And the two shots I remember from I'm pretty sure the beginning, right in the right in the first match, was. Nicole Bass being bigger than China and from somewhere from Russia. I think that was the, the yeah. quote. And then this is not an entertainment. This is wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Right away. Right out the gate. He was like, and it was interesting to me because I'm thinking back and I'm like, man, they were just going at WWE like right out of the gate, like not pulling a punch at all. But if you think about it, though how has the wrestling environment today and we are all active on twitter so i I dare to say this as positive as of a community as some of the community is uh how have we actually changed very much since then there were still could those ecw fans you know those ecw fans were like screw wwe screw wcw we're ECW. How is that any different from, from the people that watch AEW right now? I mean, that's what AEW fans are doing every single day. And I don't fret mm-hmm. them for it. I mean, I, I, again, I think their, their like rabid fandom is what helps, you know, keep AEW fresh and, and, and keep it in the spotlight for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hold, to me, watching that pay-per-view, and I kind of want to go back and watch other 1998 pay-per-views now of the other promotions. Yeah, right. Just watching that, I, I want people to be like, this is not new. The you know little jabs left and right that promotions are taking at each other has been going on since day one of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You could probably go back to, you know, the mid-south wrestling like old school wrestling and there's always shots going to be taken it's it's part of it and let's throw back to yesterday in the pay-per-view you know talk shop mania at the beginning of the show it's all in fun like a lot of these guys do the, sh- the shots because it's it's a cheap pop you know everyone's gonna pop when joey Styles starts talking about you know bigger than china and not entertainment so why not? I mean, everybody's going to pop when Cody keeps sitting there and going like this. <clears throat> yeah. It's part of the industry. The idea that we sit here and we're going to pretend that this is new and that these people are awful people for what they're doing. And how dare you say something bad about WWE? How dare you say something bad about AEW or Impact? Or... But it's, it's always going to be there. And, and like it, it's, it's so nice now that some of that stuff has come back because for a long time, I mean, it was, it was WWE and that, yeah, you had ring of honor was there and TNA and impact was there, but it, it wasn't, it's not, it's not the same level that it is now 
I feel like Wait, now you, you have, yeah. Now you have two promotions that are fairly popular that are, that are, that are high on people's watch lists. You have one in impact that's on the rise, you know, now you, you hear a lot more of those jabs and it's so nice to hear because those are the things that you loved watching at that's that's what i loved watching as a kid was watching wcw and have them reference wwe and then watching wwe and have them reference wcw and ecw having having them reference both of them i mean getting those little jabs in here and there is what makes what makes these things interesting sometimes because when it's just when you're on the top of the pyramid and there's no one near you I mean, it's boring. It, yeah, it's a, it's a whole lot of the same old stuff. <laughs> there, there's nothing for us to argue about. Yeah, yeah, it's we true. We don't know what to do if there's nothing to argue about. But but it, exactly like Jimmy said, you know what what really has changed? It's just the promotions have changed, the times have changed, you know, and some of the people have changed. That's what? that's about mm, it. I think the product's different though. Don't you think the product's different now too? Like we talk about how well, women think, were being utilized in the product back, back then. And, and, I, and I would tie that into the times have changed. Mm. You know, I, I, I would tie that into that. But yeah, the, the, woman, the, 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 the woman, the female side of it is 180% different than 1998. So back to the match itself. Now that we went on that rabbit hole. What'd y'all think of the match? I thought it was the I, best match I saw the whole time. I thought it was good. I thought Justin, Justin Incredible did some really, really good stuff while he was in ECW. And yeah. I think it's forgotten when you look at his whole career because you, uh, I think some people don't even realize that he was in ECW. Like when you think about it. See, I... Um... I, I, a lot of people only know him because of ECW. Because his I think it's the other way. I, I, and I would make that argument about Jerry Lynn and less about Justin Credible. Jerry Lynn deserved a lot more than he got from the bigger promotions. That man was a workhorse everywhere he was great. He went, as long as you gave him a shot. He, oh, man. If you, if you ever get a chance, go back. Search him on YouTube. Just watch – anything he's been in and I don't know if I've seen a match he's been in that hasn't been great because he keeps yeah. it going. He's competitive. His move set felt like it expanded every couple months anyway to add different things in. He really fed off who he was with. His stuff with RVD was amazing. So it just, oh, Jerry Lynn was amazing. What yeah, are your Jerry- thoughts, Jimmy? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I, I think it was easily the best match of the night. I think it's easy to, for the uh, quote-unquote hardcore ECW fans to overlook certain matches because they have some of the more iconic ECW stars in them, but I but did they but the, those matches really deliver? Um, I don't I don't think so. And I think it's interesting that if we reviewed this pay per view as ECW fans in 1998, I bet you we would have looked at it very differently than we do today. Today, we look at a guy like Jerry Lynn and we're giving him all the credit. I think that's why we all, you know, um, have that opinion of him. And, and quite frankly, it's, it's, 
while it didn't get paid off um, as him as a wrestler, I mean, he is working hand in hand with uh, AEW now, right? So, you know, yeah. he's in the, he's he's in the back, and you know, I, it's a perfect place for him at this point in his career. You know, he's a good good dude. Yeah. And that that uh, there were two spots that I was like, holy shit! One was the Hurricanrana off the top through the table. And the other one was the tombstone off the top rope. Oh my Holy god! The tombstone sh- off the top rope was wild. I I cringed because I was like, oh my god, how did someone not break their neck like doing that? I think that's I think that's why I couldn't get into the whole pay per view. I, I feel like that first match was the main event. Like the, the spots in that match, the flow of it, the there was so many different things going on. There was interference. The mm-hmm. crowd was way into it. They were way up right now. Nicole, Nicole Bass got a crotch shot. Yeah, that was uh that was kind of an interesting <laughs> again, again, a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um definitely wouldn't fly in wrestling today, probably, but mm. very entertaining. And yes, I'm pretty sure again, Paul Heyman understands his audience. Mm-hmm. The crowd went wild for that. Yeah. But that's always been the criticism about the crowd, though, right? Is that ECW crowds are a bunch of sexist, bloodthirsty wrestling fans. Correct. And I would say that it's somewhat accurate. (laughs) You know, it's not not totally accurate. I'm not saying people that love ECW. I love ECW. I don't consider myself to be very sexist. I don't consider myself to be... Um, You're not very sexy. Bloodthirsty. <laughs> um, but awesome. it doesn't change the fact that I enjoy when they're paced out enough. I love a good hardcore match. It's a good thing. Yeah. But this is all hardcore. So right out the gate, we're hardcore, and we continue to stay hardcore throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Was there yeah. Was there a table spot in every match, I feel like? I don't remember one in the Candido match. No, I don't remember that one either. I I do know that. I guess. Hey, we're transitioning to the second match, everybody. <laughs> uh, Chris Candino <laughs> with Tammy Lynn Sitch uh, against Lance Storm. Oh. Well, and then Tammy Lynn though. But the the I I love the name Tammy Lynn. I just think it's funny. I think it it fit the character that she was trying to play. Again, we're stereotyping a little bit. But, I mean, it's wrestling. That's what I think is great about wrestling is that you can stereotype and that you can, you can use all these things that we wouldn't deem appropriate, but it's okay. It's fictional. It's wrestling. It's all right. It's for entertainment purposes. And if you really hate that gimmick because of that gimmick, maybe that gimmick's actually working. Yeah. Um, we were given praise to Jerry Lynn about how underrated he was to his career. I have to say the most underrated person I think out of all the history of me watching wrestling is Lance Storm. He deserves so much more from, I mean, he went to the dungeon and growing up in the industry with Jericho, I believe if he would have got the same kind of push Jericho would have been, he would be a bigger star than Jericho is now. Had all the movability. He's, athletic he could be a monster hill he could lead a faction like 
he was the complete package and never given a shot more than just mid card, and it's very upsetting. And that I being love- said, this match for me was a little stale, and and I, and, it, and I felt like it was a two spot match, one actually being a legitimate spot that ended the match, and one being the the. Wardrobe malfunction. The, the wardrobe malfunction spot. I feel like with the outcome of the match, there was a lot of missed spots in the match. Like a lot of you could tell a move would be done and somebody wouldn't like react properly. And it's like they, their chemistry wasn't as good as they wanted it to be for a pay per view, especially for how they could have been. Um, who knows? But it was very, very flat by the end of it. Very upsetting. Three segments so far on the pay-per-view. There's a female in every single segment. Mm-hmm. But it's, but it's again, it's using females. My, well, minus the last match, because the last match, they do use Nicole Bass, and they're not trying to sexualize Nicole Bass. They're but trying Chastity's to make her... Chastity's there, too. Yeah, well, uh, but I don't even know that they're trying to sexualize Chastity. Um, I mean, yes, they're women, they're coming out, but the biggest spot that they had with a woman in, in the Just Incredible Jerry Lynn match is probably Nicole Bass getting a, you know, a low blow. But they're part of the, they're part of the formula. I'm, I'm, sure. Like, yeah. throughout, throughout the Absolutely. night, they're part of the formula until you get a little bit deeper into the, to the show. Well, once you start getting to your main, you know, your, your main card A-lister guys that – maybe don't need it like so 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 the question is are they using the women to boost up characters that maybe aren't quite as compelling to the crowd but i i don't know because i i don't feel like the the first couple matches needed it the first matches had great wrestlers who were willing to do just about anything yeah, but does 1998 ECW crowd, do they appreciate those wrestlers' characters? So that's probably it. What they, what they didn't know they had. Do, do, do we care about Lance Storm and Chris Candino? I mean, I, I, know, I know we do. I, I mean, I, if, if you put that in front of me now, those two in their prime, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a stellar match. Yeah. And again, it's... It, it's just it's a different product right now we uh, we appreciate wrestling a different way well see but i always have i always have this ongoing argument and i'm not saying that i'm arguing with you guys about it but i always argue this point that women's wrestling it it doesn't need to go to either extreme so the the critics, the hardcore critics were always talking about, well, it's all in the one extreme. It's all just beautiful women that don't necessarily know how to wrestle and they're not doing any wrestling. And then it goes to the other extreme of we need to make sure that women's wrestlers are wrestling and being competitive and are and they're taking taken seriously. And my argument has always been let them do what they want to do with their character. Like, so if somebody gets into wrestling, well, yes, we expect them to be a halfway decent wrestler nowadays. Absolutely. 
But if that person wants to use their sex appeal as part of their character, a la Mandy Rose or somebody like that, then I think that that's a good thing. And I actually found that character of the Mandy, Mandy Rose character to be quite refreshing because she was doing that, because she was coming out and being like, you know, oh yeah, I'm hot and I know it. And, you know, you should know it too type of a deal. I think that that is, that is a refreshing thing versus a lot of them that all come out like the, you need to take me seriously because I am a really, really good wrestler and I just want to be viewed as a really, really good wrestler, which I think is important, but not necessary. Yeah. Well, that's not the that's not the product that I was arguing though. I, I'm more arguing for the idea that today we appreciate wrestling and the skill of wrestling a lot more as fans than I think we did back then as fans, where we were looking for more of the entertainment portion of it. The joke was. This is not entertainment. This is wrestling. To me, no, it actually was entertainment back then. They, but there was really good wrestling layered into it. Sure. But that's not what the crowd was looking for. The crowd sure. was looking for blood, guts, you know, chair Tables, shots, chairs, women, ladders, barbed wire, two by fours, whatever. And but today, yeah, we. I mean, Jimmy, I know you love that stuff. But at the same time, we appreciate really good athletic wrestling yeah yeah and but i think the one thing that talking shop mania reminded us about yeah i saw i saw um no come on you have to say I'll that say, okay with the okay chat. yes i i i have you know uh, someone coming to my defense and saying if fandango or angel garza can't exist there can be sexy women wrestlers because yeah Angel Garza, it's it's he's definitely part of his mo. You know, he's a, he's good looking. He wants to look at himself in the mirror. You know, Fandango and um, you know Tyler Breeze, those guys are like all about the, the looks and the goofiness, and that and and that is good. Again, those are all perfect examples of what is good in wrestling that they don't always take advantage of enough. Yep. Because again, when we're talk when we look at Talking Shop Mania compared to wrestling nowadays, compared to ECW, like we're comparing everything together, we, again, we go too far into the extreme. It's all wrestling first, which is good, but when you push too much wrestling first, and then you have um, these networks like Fox and stuff that are like, well, we want you to present WWE like it is like actual fights and we want it pushed as a sport. Well, okay, well, you, nobody's going to watch it is going to be boring if all you do is push like you know you know a, a bunch of just good wrestling matches with no story and no like and no humor layered in from time to time it's not really that interesting right great mm -hmm. i mean story. story's been important from the very beginning we have to have a drinking game well, yeah, I'm going to get drunk on water if we sit here and do a drinking game. That'll, yep, agua. Or is that vodka? <laughs> Duh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <clears throat> but, yeah, so. <clears throat> women, women, and we finally get to just a wrestling match, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mike Awesome, 
Masato Tanaka. Mike Awesome. Why wasn't he bigger in the States? Because. Well, he had an, his opportunity. Because remember, he goes and signs with WCW. Yep. But he had the ECW championship at the time. And, and, and that was very important that, you know, they, they were afraid that he was going to do like, you know, the whole Medusa thing and like throw, throw the belt away and they couldn't let that happen. So they, they, you know, made sure that it didn't happen. Um, but again, he's, you have a whole list of people that are like this. And, and I think that there are people that are coming back to impact that are dealing with the same thing, which is you don't want your britches to be too big when you get into some of these promotions. And that's a hundred percent what happens. A guy, a guy like Mike awesome is a pretty solid character, gets a really good push in ECW, gets a, a lot of respect within the industry then gets signed to WCW where he disappears. And that is the story of so many people's lives that went from ECW up. I mean, who are the guys that ran through ECW that really went to a different uh, brand and really made them made something of themselves? The I would, I, yeah, the Dudley boys. Absolutely. Rob Van Dam did uh, pretty good. Not as good as, I would argue, not as good as the Dudley boys, though. True. Um, Tommy Dreamer, people know him a lot of different places. Yeah. Dreamer's yeah. got the longevity. Dreamer's yeah. got the longevity. Yeah. Mick Foley. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, even, I, and I, definitely. I don't say Steve because he didn't do the promos. Uh, yeah. Well, Eddie Guerrero technically was on some ECW, wow. and so was Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Great. when you look yeah, at some of the guys with the longevity that were there for a long time that really grinded it out and then they went somewhere, like, I, I don't look at Taz and say, oh yeah, Taz WWE. I look at Taz mm-hmm. and say, Taz ECW. And, and the same thing with Tommy Dreamer, you know, Tommy Dreamer, he was no, I mean, it's like, yeah, he had a little bit of, uh, you know, fandom, but it's all coming from ECW because once ECW doesn't exist, where are those ECW fans aren't going to just stop watching wrestling. It's what they like. So they're, they're going to be there. But yeah, I mean, some of those guys, I mean, and even guys like that we'll see later on, like the Bam Bam Bigelow's and stuff like that. Like they, again, they've been in different promotions, but to me, ECW was always like, that's where I remember these guys at. Yeah. I mean, the heck, same, even for man. me, for me, as big as the I mean, Dudley boys, as big as the Dudley boys were in WWE, I love the degenerate Dudley boys of ECW. Everybody hated them. Everybody. Mm-hmm. They were some of the best heels you know. ever. What's that? When they, did, when they did leave ECW, they should have pulled the whole faction idea with them because the Dudley's faction was amazing. Yeah. And later on the night, Big Dick Dugley just says it all. Uh, the best. The best. But so, yeah, I mean, so Masato Tanaka um, defeats Mike Awesome. And, chair, and, and chair, again, chair to the head, man. Woo. 
dude, dude, what about what what about Mike Awesome almost breaking his neck? Going time. underneath underneath the rail on the one side, and like you could see, dude, when they got the camera up to him, he was hurting. hurting. That was that was one oh, yeah, that of was- a few head 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 issues that night that people like definitely had a concussion from. Well, yeah, after that spot, they go, there's no pad on this floor. No. You're just like, no. 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 Oh, it looked – it just mm. – the chair shots in that match alone were – they got the extreme into that match, and it was kind of brutal. That was stiff. It was a but, stiff match. strictly speaking, pretty average ECW match. You know, it's, it's what you come – it's what you come to expect. You know, I, I don't know that there was – there's my, again, there's not much compelling about many ECW matches. It's always just how are we pushing it? How are we pushing the limit? I mean, you even think about like you go back and watch like Mick Foley versus Terry Funk and like the I'm going to set him on fire match or whatever, like and how not great that matches <laughs> but that whole crescendo of like burning him at the end, like, you know, it it works. <laughs> yeah. I think looking back at looking back at some of this stuff, I I really like the fact that ECW was bringing in and taking chances or or working with some of the biggest names in wrestling in other parts of the world at that time. And sure. I think that was one of the other reasons why I, I kind of wanted to why why I nominated this one, you know, to be voted on because you got to see 3 pretty big names from Japan in this pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's funny. It's like you take a little dabble of what ECW was doing, take a little dabble of what WWE used to do and WCW used to do, and you kind of have AEW, and you kind of have a little bit of what Impact's doing. It's like mm-hmm. it's weird. It's just it's this recycling of the world that we're at right now. Yep. Um but man, I, I just I, I take that match. This this specific match was the one where I think I was messaging Chuck and was like, <laughs> "Yep, I don't know if I'm into this. Like I, <laughs> I just don't know. Like again, you put that match today, people will be flipping out on social media about the chair shots, the stiff shots, the bumps mm-hmm. they had to take. People would say it was the most brutal match they've seen in years." But then the Taz Bam Bam Bigelow match. Yeah, we're not even there yet. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And, like, it's just. And those people aren't watching CZW. <laughs> no, not at all. Negative. Hey, Chris, you should, you should go to a CZW event. I think you. Uh, we should go to a CZW 100%. event, actually. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm all for Let's it. Let's do it. I'm all for it, too. Just yeah. make sure you don't eat too much before you watch some of the matches because they get. Those matches get oh, brutal. <laughs> you can't tell me not to eat. That just yeah, that doesn't work for uh, Christopher. Doesn't work. He should so. be the fattest of all of us. It's 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 a travesty. But I'm not. It's true. Uh, so what do we think of Rob Van Dam and Sabu? You know, versus Hayabusa in Shinzaki. Hope I didn't butcher any of those names. Uh, I will say this: I Rob love them. You got it. I love the <laughs> Sabu. You got that one. You right. dick. Oh. Um, 
No, I I really enjoyed like the little promo that they cut before that match even happened, like in the back, and just how egotistical Rob Van Dam mm-hmm. is. I just love Still the character. Is. I just well, yeah, well, no, but now his character is more like I'm high all the time, and you know my. I think my woman's really sexy and she can mm-hmm. flaunt her skin as much as she wants to, but just don't piss her off. Cause then I'm going to have to do something about it. Yeah. She's Let's got a great that. face. Sammy Callahan. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I got, I got, we talked about this, I think before we hit record, but Sabu, I, I just need to understand because from the promo, like you said, to the very end of the match, is Sabu in character at all t- Is that just oh, who yeah. he is? That, but, but, wait, is? but wait, is that just who he is or is that a character? Uh, that's who he is. I think that's who he is. Okay. Like, I, I, if I also, you watch it, if you watch ECW from the beginning of when he came in and, and even when he did stuff in WWE, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the dude is just out there. <laughs> out there. He's mental. I mean, There's that's no I, I picture him walking through the grocery store and just pointing up at the ceiling, like every once in a while. He's shopping and he's just yeah. Like, <laughs> I I really enjoyed the match as a whole. It had some slower spots and it had some big spots. But my biggest takeaway, that fucking whistle was annoying as hell. Oh, I do, oh my god, loved that it. Whistle. Loved I, it. I couldn't. Oh. I, it, it reminded me of watching it on like on replay at home when I was a kid and going, I just want to shove the whistle down his effing throat. God, his character is so good though. It is, it, it, I, it is, it but right. I was like, oh my God, stop with the fucking whistle. Right? Oh my God. And by the way, by the way, uh, uh, Bill Alfonso is the one, by the way, that had the match with uh, Beulah McGillicuddy yep. where, mm-hmm. and he, he bladed and he bladed himself way too deep it is a bloodbath of a match. And when it's over, you know, everybody's excited that Beulah McGillicuddy won, but she is just head to toe covered in blood. It is absolutely insane. One of the most insane matches ever. But, dude, he is one of the best, the best, like, I just hate him characters ever. Mm-hmm. He's very annoying. He plays that character very well. Yep. And you know what? Another thing, and this goes way back in ECW's day, but I always like every now and then on Twitter, they always talk about, you know, who's the best valet of all time or who's the best manager of all time. And I always, uh, and gosh, I forget his name. I always talk about the guy who, who was it like the destroyers. I think their name was like the destroyers. There were just like two big guys that wore masks. Like that was it. Like old school. He's the guy who who used to bring. I uh, was like it was Hunter Rob uh, Hunter Robbins the third. I believe is his, is his name. This is oh no you gotta go you gotta wow. go way back. You gotta go way back in ECW. But like Does anybody you know, knows what I, is he talking about? I I'm telling I don't you, remember that. I, I will I will I will send it to you guys. It's Hunter Robbins the third. I believe. And yeah, this guy, he used to come out with like this group called like the Destroyers and they just like wore like, you know, black spandex and wore like masks. Like that was it. Like very, 
bare bones, but like God, ECW, okay. I just think over and over and over again, though, the point I'm trying to make is they've got so many like good, solid characters that didn't need to do a lick of wrestling to be mm-hmm. good characters. You know, I mean, Paul Heyman, I mean, Paulie is one of those, you know, who doesn't even show up like the whole night. Yeah, well, you saw him one time point, in the, in the, all the that, way in the back. At that point, though, he didn't need to, Mm-mm. you know, in the earlier days of ECW, God, you know, he, he came out there with that freaking bag phone and <laughs> the best. Uh, yeah. The best. I, I agree with Steve. I really enjoyed this match. This was this was the match I think I was looking most forward to watching um, just because of who it had in it. I loved the the interaction between Van Dam and Sabu because yeah, they were tag team champions, but they were they Sabu were not on the same page. I mean, they, they like each other. I, and you can tell by how the match ended. The they would shove yeah. each other out of the way to pin somebody. It yeah, was great. Exactly. I mean, and like, yeah, they're, they're, the, the, one, the one spot that I remember that I, the, you can hear the whole crowd get on is when uh, I think it was Hayabusa comes off the rope on uh, like right in front of the camera. And he, it looked like he was going to try to do, True I don't that. know, like a, 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 like a clothesline or something, but him and Van Damme screwed it up. And, like, the whole crowd, like, just got on him at that point. But, I mean, later on in the match, I mean, him and Shinzaki completely redeemed themselves. I mean, oh. watching watching the two of them work in the ring was, like, amazing. Just, yeah. just to see how – I mean, Hayabusa was, like, one of the first people to do, like, a 450 off, off the top rope. Um, and to like see him do it there with such ease and to see him do some of those things off the middle rope, you know, and, uh, and unfortunately like that, 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 uh, that flip off the middle rope that he does is, is how, you know, he got really injured. And if you can go back there, there's a video of it. And I mean, man, it, it's amazing how many things happen in a wrestling ring and they just go right. And that one time out of a hundred that something goes wrong. Oof. Like when, Sorry. when that happened, like, and his, his head hit down square on the mat. I mean, ooh, it's like, uh, I, I I watched it twice and I was like that that's it I'm good. But the match was I mean the the table table spots were awesome even though they couldn't get the table to work at first because the one leg had already broken off and everything and they couldn't get it to go up and the ref just like they get another one in the ring and they throw that one out. I mean it, I, the chair shot that um he that Rob Van Dam gave to uh i think it was hayabusa on the top rope in the corner when yeah. uh what's his name was holding it for him the van daminator when he jumped in yeah, yeah. oh well there man. was a there was a no sale in the match at some point and the commentators just go he just must not have hit him that hard and it's just like, <laughs> like, like that's, that's perfect that's how you run with an, an, a no sale mm-hmm. just play it off. yeah it's when oh. they uh i think it was van dam or sabu hit him and he like 
somebody jumped back up like right away. And uh, like they, they double, he did, yeah. did a double yeah. team, and I'm like, he just got smoked with. Yep, like, he got right back up. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? It was good. And I and Chuck, you're absolutely wrong because everything goes wrong when Sabu's in a ring. Wow. Nothing goes right. But that's how Sabu wrestles. Completely off the rails. And that's what makes it look cool when Sabu's in the ring. He's jumping. He flips. He's jumping over here. Oh, I dropped the chair and I got to get another chair. Fuck you. I'm going to get my chair. (laughs) Sabu is, he's he's like a six-year-old playing a video a wrestling video game for the first time and just mashing buttons that that's that's how sabu wrestles his his dive out of the ring off the chair off the rope when he went into the crowd on top of all them was awesome Mm -hmm. scares me every time sabu does not care one of the first things i seen sabu do was when he cut his arm on that bob wire then he stapled it together and duct taped it to finish the match the guy doesn't care game that was the barbed oh, wire match with Terry Funk. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah. That yes. match is. Oh, that was the this first Sabu match I didn't for seen. Sabu. Yeah, yeah. this was mm. the same match for Sabu. Well, the thing, but yeah, I mean, we but we were talking about that earlier because we we're watching GCW, and one of the things that we got annoyed at, and it was just in the moment, just a quick thing, is the setup for a spot. You know, when you have four guys suddenly all huddle around each other and they're sitting there not doing anything how annoying that spot is, but it's easy to take that spot out with good production. Like you just like don't have the camera pointing on it or whatever. But the great thing about a guy like Sabu is he just didn't, I mean, if nobody's there, if nobody's there, but the one guy, I'm not waiting on him. I'm, yeah, no. I'm going. If I miss him totally, yeah. it's okay. I miss him totally. Cause I'm reckless Sabu and that's how, and, and earlier, I didn't say this, but earlier when you talked about like, you know, is that the way that Sabu is or is that just his character or whatever? And this is back in the day when there are still a handful of wrestlers that believe so much in kayfabe that they just embrace who they are. And Sabu is a hundred percent one of those people. Mm-hmm. He just wants to beat the hell out of everybody. I'm in the iron sheik. I feel oh like I feel like Sabu is like a more athletic Iron Sheik, where he's just. Well, in in the match, they said he he really takes after his uncle, the Iron Sheik. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. The best part was three out of the four guys are wrestling in their pajamas. I mean, you can't get any better than that. They do look comfy. <laughs> they do. Oh, okay. yes. So another good one. I mean, another yeah. good match. Uh, uh, you guys pointed it out. I like the spot at the end where Sabu basically like shoulder blocks Rob Van Dan off the cover. Yeah, after the frog <laughs> splash, Sabu just like, nope. It's my pin. And Van Dam's just like, <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> okay. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> damn. Yeah. Uh, so our next match then is a false count anywhere match for the FTW heavyweight championship. And you know what? One of my favorite versions of the FTW championship belt, because like the, the, well, no, I mean, it's not just that it's like the, like, so for instance, one of the more iconic ones is definitely the strap that they've got in AEW. It's very similar where it says FTW really big, but there was the version of it that said FTW really small at the top and then looked more like a classical championship belt. And I'm fairly certain that was the one that he had on 
I could be wrong about that. And I love that belt. In fact, I love that belt so much. I'd like to get a version to put it on the wall behind me because, because that belt is freaking sweet. Is that what you're going to do with the wall behind you? Put belts up? Oh, I will inevitably uh, do something with the wall behind me. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. Again, just moved into this room for recording. So it's a work in progress. Match. I could be like, I could be like chuckles and put bald monkeys behind me. Go buy merch. Go buy merch. Merch. Tapestry. Tapestry. Three sizes. (laughs) You can get it. Uh, I I like this match because it's kind of relevant to what's going on today with the FTW championship. And it was, it was nice because this was only shortly after Taz was like, yep, I'm the FTW champion. Here we go. I got my belt right here. I don't care what the hell you guys think. This is, I'm the champion. So it's, it, it was like right at the beginning of when it started. And, you know, we've been, we've been talking amongst ourselves in our, our text chat. And one of the things that we were bringing up was music. And f- I mean, expletive F word when Taz's music hit, I was like, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I like I totally ooh, forgot ooh. how much I loved his freaking theme music. Oh, that man. like when it hit and the lights are out and he just comes out with like the torn uh, like a towel on his head. I was like, I fucking love this shit. I, it was <laughs> awesome. It was absolutely awesome. And it might go on my list for uh theme music but anyway i i hope it does i hope it does because uh because i already know that me and chris are gonna have at least one double and then the rest of his uh, one of his songs is garbage and then the other one is very chris but i i really liked the match i mean i've i always yeah i always loved bam bam bigelow and taz i mean this match shows how strong taz was for not so big of a guy. I mean, like some of the some the the chair shots between the two of them, the the fighting in the crowd, the back and forth when Bam Bam picks up the bicycle rack and just tosses it right at Taz's head, and like it just knocks oh, him right in the face. The I mean. Oh, it, I, I really, really enjoyed the match. Like it was so, it was so nice to go back and watch it and just like see all of this stuff again, because in reg, in, in, our, in the regular stuff that we watch, you know, week to week, you don't see anything. I mean, besides COVID, but whatever, you, you, you don't see this stuff anymore. And it's so, for me, it was so refreshing to see it. Is it, it was I the only one that there was a there's like a camera shot of Taz right before this match happens, and I'm like, oh my god, him and Brian Cage are the same damn person. Yeah, like I just saw him in the ring and I was thinking, dude, he, I mean, he, he reminds me of him, he reminds me of Cage. That, that intensity he has, I think that's one reason they put him with Cage is to try to help him build off of that. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing, obviously. To you know, build basically the exact same character. He's a bigger. Uh, there are a lot of ECW fans that are big AEW fans. 
So, one of my favorite spots in the match is when they're fighting in the crowd, and Bam Bam goes to shove him into the chairs, and he slips himself. <laughs> he falls like face plants on the floor, and the announcers are going, "You know, the floors get really wet, and people spilling beer, and they get sticky, and sometimes you just fall." And I'm just like, "It's mm-hmm. accurate." The announcers made the night. The announcers were amazing throughout the whole thing. It was great. The match was a car crash. It had probably the biggest spot of the night with him crashing through the, the ramp yeah. coming <clears throat> The ramp, yeah. Um, but just them digging back out of it was great. And then Taz telling him before the match, you're going to tap out. And I hated the ending. I hated the ending. It was too quick. But- it was like he 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 like puts the submission on tapped. and he and he and he like taps. Well, no, but this is where we got the peak of the announcing because Shane Douglas was oh, so about Bam Bam was. Bigelow um, beating Taz that he lost his damn mind mm-hmm. when Bam Bam well, that Bigelow was lost. Part the of match. the ongoing story there that was yeah. Taz versus Shane Douglas for the belt. Bam Bam, I think it was a triple thread at one point where Shane Douglas ended up getting hurt in his elbow or something because of Taz <laughs> with Bam Bam. Yep. Yeah. I hate, Taz I was trying that. to get even on Bam Bam. That was his whole match. So, oh, great. It was beautiful. Hate it. And, I, and I love at the end as Bam Bam's trying to reach for the rope and like, and Douglas is up. He, he was trying to reach for the rope. Come on. Come on. He was reaching for He was right there. <laughs> it's wonderful. Just to, it proves that a good announcer and a good heel announcer and a good face announcer mm-hmm. really make a good, you know, make a good match. 100%. And then, and then, you know, occasionally it just flips back to the table and, uh, you know, so we can see a scantily clad woman. And that's really the only reason that it would ever fit. <laughs> I've, I seem, I'm seeing, looking at, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing Chuckles dancing right there and I'm very uncomfortable. All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta clip that. <laughs> I like, I you know, we'll be right back. Music on the Twitch stream with the elevator. Yeah. His head goes, yeah, <laughs> back I, and forth. I think that's a wonderful idea. We need to make that happen. We need to make that happen. And just as long as he's Chris not, I just, I just don't think I can handle Chuck being in like a very like no show outfit like that dancing around it's it's very disturbing to my brain i i I, I couldn't do that no 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 (laughs) no no no. i'd I'd rather wear sabu's uh pajama pants so i i think we have officially got the new flirting gif for people because that's what the request is in the chat nice (laughs) like it yeah (laughs) yep all oh right, so Bam Bam taps out, and it's the quickest tap out to an amazing match that really shouldn't have it, and kind of ruins it. Yeah, ruins a little bit. Ruins the match a little bit. Ruins a good match, but still, I mean, still a great spot with the ramp. The ramp spot to me. They we were watching it just as the one pay per view. Sometimes you need a crappy finish story going, especially if Douglas is hurt. You want to prolong things before you have that. It's a payoff. great story. Great storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great story. Him and Taz were amazing story. And, it, and I think that helped push Taz for other promotions too, because it showed his other promotions. Bam Bam had been in what New Japan. He'd been yep. in WCW. Been in WWE. People know him, and when you can put on a match like that, you're compelling. You're 
you look strong, you look tough, even when you are a smaller person. I think they took that match, and that's when they were like, okay, let's put him with Kurt Angle and see what happens on his first match in. So, so now can we move on to please the entrances that make the undertaker look like the fastest person in the world i swear i was watching this and i was like oh my god this is go this is going on forever now for the latter people the tommy dreamer and the sandman and the spike dudley it was painful it was not painful for the for the dudleys because let's be honest big dick dudley is oh, yes. big dick dudley He's magical on the mic. It's just it, it's. I I love. Again, we go back to the heel and the face announcers, and Styles just refusing to put them over. Oh yeah, when He's the like, I'm not even boys, gonna talk. He goes, I hate these guys. I hate, and he says, expletive, expletive. I hate these guys. So I'm not saying anything about them. I know you. I can hear you. I'm not talking about them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Love it. Like that to me, again, like I find myself more and more just looking at these little things and going, man, I don't realize how great that was when I was a kid, probably. As a kid, I probably just ignored the fact that he was evoking all that emotion and passing it right on to me. Because I'm sure all, you know, watching, if I ever watched back, I was like, yeah, they're assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying, Chris, is for somebody who didn't really enjoy this pay-per-view because it wasn't his thing, you seem really into it. I'm putting on a good face, man. I don't want to sit here and bash it. It was good. It was just we need if Jimmy. If, if, if I had to go back and watch something, if you tell me, if, if so, someone has to bash it. No, we're not here to bash stuff. It's we're here to like talk through it and, and just analyze what Unless was good about warranted. and what didn't work. If, <laughs> if it's WrestleMania worked, one. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't work. <laughs> but no, I, here, here's the thing. I just, I won't go back and watch that again. I just, it's not something that I'd go back and watch. If you told me to go back and watch No Way Out, I'll watch it. I'll go back and watch No Way Out 2004 again. Are you going to just sit there and just rewatch the boyfriend versus girlfriend blindfold <laughs> match? The peak of that show? I just, it's, it's funny to me. How everything that I really love, Chris really hates in wrestling. It's this really interesting thing that we got going on this podcast. Yeah. Double stuff Oreos, correct. Single stuff Oreos, incorrect. Uh, the way it works. Agreed. It's just because y'all aren't really friends. But to be fair, it is nice to have a single stuffer on a double stuff Oreo podcast, apparently. Got weird. Can we get to the match? Really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Your wording of that. Your wording just made me feel a little uncomfortable. The chat's uncomfortable. We need to is it move as, forward. Is it as it is? Is it is the chats loving single stuff right now? So I don't know what you're talking. The chat's about. trolling. Leave the, the chat, chat out of this. The chat is not trolling. The chat is not trolling. Oh, I really gotta get my Twitch set up so I can watch this chat next time. Cheers for single stuff. Is the is is the chat? They're just trolling. It's okay. All right, <clears throat> we get to the ring. <laughs> Finally. That's how long the entrance was. We just talked through long. how long the entrance was. It was us trying to make you feel like Yeah, and, and, and Big Dick Dudley, he, he introduces uh, every single person. And not left. And every single person 
in the Dudley Boys for their match. And it, it's just, it's, ma- it's magical. It's magical how when you don't have a sensor and you can just start like, again, I, I can't help but be, think of yesterday when we watched Talk and Shopamania. The sum of the stuff that they were saying as those guys were going out was absolutely crazy. But Gallows and Anderson as announcers, I mean, they could joke and they could poke fun at somebody and they were still putting them over because it was so funny. Mm -hmm. Well, that is exactly what Big Dick Dudley is doing. He is just putting over everybody and it's hysterical. And even though the crowd hates the Dudley boys, like kayfabe hates them they love every single second of the introductions hey the dudley's hated them too i really want a big dick dudley shirt now where are you gonna wear that at <laughs> on the I'll podcast i'll wear it to work oh all right uh, all right we're working remote so oh boo, uh, boo. there you <laughs> go <laughs> Um, I would wear it into work because I. Why not? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. <laughs> His Again, wife goes, "Take that shirt off." Okay, I'm sorry. Go, going along with the the whistle theme earlier, how much we hated, how much I hated the whistle. So many gifts I, are going to be made from this. I, I, I then remembered how much I despised Gertner when when he's in the ring with them. And him, his with his neck brace, and the, and the oh god, I was like, God, I hate you. Twenty two years later, bro. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's when you know a gimmick works, right, Jimmy? Oh, yeah. It was. Perfect. It's perfect. It's I still hate him. You still hate him. That's when you know a gimmick works. I still hate him. And it was a great. I mean, the funny part is, like, they didn't. They didn't need him. No, like Bubba was there, and he could have he could have been the the talker in that yep. group forever, but he just added another layer to them, which made them even more heelish. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just realized I've been talking this whole time and been and then talking about the wrong person. I know. Yeah, why I wasn't going to bring it up. Why didn't you correct me, man? I just like seeing you be wrong sometimes, over and over and over again. <sighs> Good storyline. Continue. You don't have to stop and uh, count on me. I'm just... Jim, yeah. Jimmy's just going to sit there and sulk for a while, yeah. so we can keep going. <laughs> oh, but when, when, when Dreamer... And, you can edit and, it out. Yeah, you can edit that out. When Dreamer... Yeah, we talked about the... it for a long time. I can't edit it out. Just insert, like... Edit yourself out. Yeah, just insert, like, bleeps every time you say the wrong name. See... See, ladies and gentlemen, this is what they love about roundtables that they don't get when they interview wrestlers. They, they love the fact that they just get to just trash on me all the time. We do it um, every time when, when the wrestler picks double stuff. I'm sorry. At the yeah, end. They can trash on you when they're interviewing somebody else. It's not hard to do. Yeah. We throw you under well, the yeah, bus. Yeah, but then they, you don't get to see me react to it, though. That's the thing. <laughs> that Always is true. Trying. I just need to listen to you go crazy. I have a whole podcast that I can listen to just you going crazy. And then you got to follow it up with the one where he doesn't say nothing at all. And that's just beautiful. And the one where he talks to himself the entire time. That's the one. 
episode four, maybe? I think four it's or five. I'll send oh, a link out. It's somewhere around there. No, yeah. don't send a link yes. out. Because that idiot <laughs> did that the other day. That guy, he goes, hey, make sure you listen to the podcast. And he puts a link up for like, <laughs> it's the first time I've ever clicked one of his links, right? I'll retweet his stuff. And before I retweeted this one, I'm like, let me click this link. And it goes and I'm like, oh my God, this is the episode where I'm talking to myself. And I send him a message immediately. I'm like, hey, idiot, did you do that on purpose? And he's like, maybe. We got to get that to be like our most viewed episode. Just no, for S- no, we don't. No, yeah. we don't. We can make that happen. I wish. No, let's not Keep make up there, that happen. The Twitch channel and everything. Go give it a listen. Give us some comments. Give us some feedback. Yeah. Just leave it on. Yeah. Leave it on replay. You don't have to watch it. Just leave it in the background so the numbers go up. Oh. Oh, I apologize. I apologize, everybody, for uh, uh, miss uh, miss talking about uh, who in the Dudley clan was actually doing all of the talking. It's okay. We just en- I enjoyed you saying Big Dick Dudley over and over again. We were just yeah. counting how many times you could say Big Dick Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> I just wa- maybe I just really wanted to say Big Dick Dudley. I mean, he did. He did talk. So, yeah. you you were right. Oh, completely. Yeah, mostly. You did talk, but I mean, for me, this match like kind of fell short for me. Oh, Out yeah. of all the matches on the card, I was like, eh. I was excited to see it, and like, there was like one one spot that I really liked was when all four corners were in the tree tree of woe and they all got chair shots or kicked to the face. I forget if everybody, I don't know. It was something like that. The ref ref joined in too. Yeah. The ref joined in for the fourth. That was out of everything that happened, that and new Jack coming in at the end were the the two things I remembered. When he hit that stop sign. (laughs) Yep. Bang. Great. It was the shopping cart and threw it at somebody else too. Oh, dude, he threw the shopping cart in. (laughs) It went flying into the corner. Who did it hit? It hit somebody. It hit. uh, It hit the guy who ran in and hit uh, hit him with the guitar. Yeah, hit him hard. No, because he hit him with the guitar too. It just it it felt like it felt like the go home main event at a house show when he came out at the end. It was the go home happy. Yeah. It sended everybody home happy. Yeah. As a as a match, meh. I don't know, Jimmy. What do you think about Big Dick Dudley? I hate all of you. I don't even know why I do a podcast with you guys anymore. Um, my favorite thing in the match. It was actually before the match happened, and it was just because it just made me think about some of these old guys that have been in wrestling for so long and have been in extreme wrestling for so long and have bladed for so long and stuff like that, that they've got so much scar tissue. And the thing about scar tissue is it bleeds very easily. So that's, so you always see like an MMA and stuff like that. Guys will actually get surgery to get scar tissue taken out so that they don't bleed as easily. And you've got, Sandman, uh, who dude, opens dude, up insane. a beer at the very beginning, chugs it, then smashes his head like 
two times the very first beer can and then he's just busted open oh yeah he's just like bleeding all over the place the rest of the match i love it when spike did it because spike goes and that but that fits the character for sure Spike looks so young man he looks so young in this match they all do well yeah but he looks like he, he looked like he was 16 years old probably was no get out of here he just looks young he's probably old i don't know you probably you probably figure out spike dudley when was spike dudley born where's where's uh nicopedia 1970 spike dudley's born so he was 28 at that time yeah wow dang yeah he looked a lot younger than 28 so yeah the the match was for yeah. lack of a better term. No, I and I agree with I agree with Christopher. I think yeah. it, it is a situation where here are all your your main people. Here is what you're waiting for. It's like when you go to a WWE show nowadays. Uh, well, at least it used to be this way. Like you would go to a SmackDown show, mm-hmm. and they would they would have 205 Live after it, but then they'd say, but after that. We're having this really crazy match with yep. all these A-listers so that they can all get in the ring and then they all can do their finisher and so they can try to keep people at that show. Well, it's that's like, kind of what this but, match feels like. But wait, there's more. Yeah. How, uh, so, how, I, I do want to point out, you guys that were talking about Spike looking young. Bubba was in his larger stage of his life. Yeah. Yeah. And and as watching him throughout his career, it, it's it's crazy to me how he had like a body transformation throughout his career where he was bigger some years, he was leaner other years. It's interesting how wrestlers sometimes just get into different shapes for a for lack of a better term where <laughs> yeah. they're sometimes in, you know, sometimes they're bigger, sometimes they're lean, like I feel like the, I feel like the I big mind. show is the same way. Big Show, I mean, Big Show when he first started and then he yeah. got, like, bigger. But there's, it's weird. Wrestlers, I mean, and it's Jinder tough Mahal. because you're traveling. Jinder mm-hmm. Mahal, Drew McIntyre. Oh, Chad. Look, Drew McIntyre. Drew, I, we talk about Jinder Mahal, but Drew McIntyre back then was, like... He was a real, like, frail, Drew, like, heavyweight-looking guy. Yeah. Now he's... Yeah. yeah. So. I remember the first was time we saw him when he came back to NXT. Remember we were watching NXT and I was like, oh my God, Chris, Drew McIntyre has become a monster. <laughs> he is a monster. Jimmy Jimmy immediately called out that Drew McIntyre would be world champion when he first came into NXT. He was like, Vince McMahon is going to get this guy with a title belt around his waist as soon as possible. Pretty much. And minus an injury. It's pretty, pretty much, much what happened, happened yeah. Yeah, and now they love putting their titles on big men, and one of them makes sense, and one of them doesn't. But that's neither here nor there. Grades! Let's give it a grade. A through F. Christopher, <laughs> let's start with Christopher, because Christopher clearly didn't like it as much as the rest of us. A through F? Uh, well, yeah, we can that's, do, that's the grading do, scale. Did, wait did a we second. do numbers we, last time? We did numbers last did we time, do? didn't we? Oh, he uh, can change one it up. Through, one through ten. 
Okay. Yeah, but if he keeps changing it up, how am I supposed to keep Zero through ten? <laughs> you you don't. You don't. It's a pot. It's how a many creamy Kramers? Yes. How many creamy Kramers? How many creamy Kramers? How many out of five? five how many creamy Kramers? And yes. Wait a second. Is having more creamy Kramers a bad <laughs> yeah, thing? Or I know. Thing? Which is which? <laughs> you don't want too much cream, I guess. So, yeah. I don't know. Is it the lower number or the higher number? Well, so creamy. So, on the creamy Kramers scale, more creamy Kramers. We're going to say that more creamy Kramers is better. Okay. okay. So okay. how many cre- how many creamy <laughs> Kramers uh where where one uh, or zero would be the least amount of creamy Kramers means it's not good and 10 creamy Kramers means oh, wow. that it's just All like it's ten. chock full of creamy cr- Kramer. Damn. <laughs> chock full of Kramer. <laughs> hey, Chris. T-shirt. That is a t-shirt. I kind of want to give you a letter grid. Oh. Now, <laughs> <laughs> That will make me mad. Um, I'm gonna give it. uh, I'm gonna give it seven. A seven creamy Kramer out of ten. I'm shocked. Call me shocked. I am. That is way more creamy Kramer than I thought it was gonna get from you. And 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 again, I'm gonna give it just just because it's something that not necessarily is my favorite type of wrestling. Doesn't mean it wasn't entertaining. I think it was entertaining. I watched it. I got to admit, there were moments where I wasn't paying attention. I found other things to do. And to me, that's why it started lowering on the scale. My eyes did not come off of what I watched yesterday on the pay-per-view. And to me, that makes something entertaining and that makes it get a higher score. This, while I was definitely watching the first match, some of the second match, uh, some of the Bam Bam Taz match. There were there was other matches where I just I wasn't into it. Even the last match, I don't remember what happened for half of it. You guys talked through it. I know kind of what happened, okay. but I just wasn't my cup of tea. Okay, so if this one gets a seven out of ten, we have to adjust no his creamy. We have to adjust his creamy Kramer score i think i think he said seven and i don't think that, that makes any sense because all of a sudden no, a that makes that makes our ranking of this i think a lot more difficult with i know C- yeah I was gonna get so there's no way out like, like a 14 out of you is that what's going on you, well, you whatever you are the people that made the scoring system that's true Wh- whatever he just doesn't Chris, understand how much a creamy kramer is i I am the judge from Russia screwing everything up. Just deal with it and give the damn scores. I give it six, Grammy Kramers. Um, it means nothing. It, moments that were good. <laughs> it means it moments everything. That were good, but it, it was not the greatest pay-per-view ECW has done. It still left you wanting more at certain areas, and it could have been more of that car crash moments that ECW was known for. Overall, it's an entertaining pay-per-view. It's something worth watching. They wasted a lot of time, like you said earlier, on the entrances for the last match. Um, it's like they cut stuff short, and they're like, oh, crap, we need to make up time, and we don't have another match kind of thing. It was a solid pay-per-view, but I, nothing more than a six. This, this did go down as one of like the best pay-per-views. This, this is rated by numerous places as the the best ECW pay-per-view. 
Well, Steven well, when you talk Rowe about Rowe. production, when you talk about production, you talk about story going into it, and you talk about was the pay per view successful? Because like when we're grading ECW, like uh, whether something was successful, are we c- taking into consideration like do we actually consider a pay per view where the ring kept breaking? So like you had one of the female wrestlers stripping. I mean, that's one of their most iconic things that they've ever done, but I wouldn't call that successful. And ECW fans will know what I'm talking about. I can't hear you, Chris. Yeah, you're, you're that one muted. Six. Oh, there you are. Okay, there he goes. There you go. Six. That one <clears throat> before it gets a six? I don't know. I, I'm sorry, Chuck. Sorry for interrupting, Chuck. Go ahead. I, dude, I don't really – you guys can interrupt me all you want. I give it a – I'm, I'm with uh, Tiro on it. As much as I did like it, I give it a seven. Um, it was it, – it, get out of here. Can we block out Steven? I'm just going to put like a, a piece of paper so I don't have to look at him and his six fingers up in the air. Um, I, I give it a seven. It, it, was, it, was, it was entertaining. <laughs> now he's giving me two. Two, a two yeah. creamy Kramers. I don't know. Or is that four? <laughs> four what, what, creamy with the Kramers. What's with the wings? What is this? Uh, no, I I give it a seven. It was it, it it was a solid show. I enjoyed it. I liked going back watching it. Um, some of it some of it was better than others. I wish they would have had that opening match on it as well. Um, that would have been nice to see. I mean, we, you can probably go back online and find it somewhere but yeah I, I do wish they would have had that on it but like i said i the taz bam bam match i loved the tag match i loved the first uh the first match i really liked the candido match eh steven you can shake your head all you want you know you're wrong um but yeah <laughs> seven can your internet drop out already like normal? Come on. No, bro. No. <laughs> oh, well, let's let's be honest here though. He already changed his spot in the Zoom call. So, you know, I get to edit that out. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> He's always been at the end of the list for me, so it didn't change very much on my Um so I do believe that even though what Chris's opinions don't really match up with his creamy Kramer rating, uh, but I, but I do believe that it is a seven. But since I am uh, a very big ECW fan, I'm going to give it an extra number. And yeah, we're say eight creamy Kramers. There you go. Out of ten creamy Kramers, I like it. And Stephen can keep shaking his head down there in a the corner. Look, look, crumb dumb. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how somehow I was able to like deflect. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it totally started with hatred towards me, and I deflected yep. it to Steven. Aha! <laughs> Have to go with six. Sorry, fellas. Well, it's all good. Again, I'm giving extra points to ECW because it's ECW, and you know There's it no deserves it, des- it deserves no. love. It deserves love. We're four schmucks sitting in rooms talking no, no. about wrestling that happened 22 years ago, giving it grades. I'm actually, to listen to us. I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually a schmo. I'm not oh, a schmuck. You're not a schmuck. You're not, a, you're not on the I'm, schmuck lack. I'm, I'm a Joe schmo, a Joe not, schmo. A Randy, okay. not a Randy schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> so oh that's, that's it. Those are the grades. 
they're set in stone. There will be a quiz later. Not, not really, but um, we do have uh, a list of pay-per-views that we will have people voting on eventually. Um, that being said, and you can stop talking trash about me and chat. That being said, next week is probably going to be a little bit different. I'm going to throw out what is probably going to happen. Um, don't it take this totally happen. to heart because we should be able to coordinate this, but we're, but I still got to talk to, uh, mm. the, the, the gentleman who will be joining us. So, um, online, um, JC Vega had tweeted something about how the, the uprising champion of Elevate Pro down yes. in Louisiana. He, he had tweeted something about how when he was a kid, he used to want to come out to jump by crisscross and I couldn't help myself. And I, I replied to the tweet because it was like, I've always wanted to do this topic. I have always want. So, so the plan is the next time we record, it is going to be a, cod, a podcast about our top three wrestling intros that were actually have actually been used the song and it can either be a wrestling theme or just a song maybe it was never even used but just the song that as a kid you always wanted to come into and then the last one is a song that is absolutely ridiculous that it's not a wrestling intro and i don't know how many of the boys are going to be on the podcast but uh i asked jc vega if he wanted to join he said he would like to, so we have to coordinate that out, and uh, that will be that will be the topic. More, so, more than likely, you will not see this beautiful face. You <laughs> jump, jump. You will not see this beautiful face, but you'll probably hear my voice. I'll just take a seat back so that JC can have, you know, upfront camera, and I'll just I'll play moderator and I'll mess with the people in the chat. We'll just we'll yell at Jimmy the whole time. You got to yeah. come up with your, your answers, though, Chris. Oh, I have. My answers have been submitted. <laughs> He's got them already. Uh, minus one. I think there's one that you have. I need one that more. You, yeah. But, but, so, but so that being said, I've given that homework to all the bald monkeys. Everybody's been thinking about it. The only one that I know for sure is I know the number one wrestling theme song of all time. Easy, peasy, lemon squeezy. And, uh, I, and I know that uh, – Chuck's favorite band has a song that I'm just like, this was born for wrestling and it's ridiculous that it's never been used before. And that's all I'll give away. They have a few. They have a few. They have a few. So, they have a few. But that one is like the ultimate, in my opinion. It's true. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh, that's the one I'm missing. I'm missing the one where it's like it should have been. So I'll work on that. But all my other homework's in. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. That's it for the podcast portion. I'm more than happy to uh, sit on and, and chat with you guys about any questions that you might have, anything that has happened in wrestling that you might want to know our opinions on. Uh, I will stop recording, though. Uh, we will see you next time. That's for the recording. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. You can also catch our interviews on WrestleJoy.com. Watch any of our other interviews or our roundtable podcasts at YouTube. Just search for The Bald Monkeys. And listen to The Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.